Hi, beautiful, and welcome to Self Carve, a podcast all about self love and success. I'm your host, Ivana Ritchie, and I'm here because I want you to have it all. I don't want you to settle for less. I want you to carve yourself and create the life of your dreams. And because of this, not only will I be sharing my knowledge with you, but I'll be inviting some amazing women who are all highly successful and they will be sharing their stories with you as well. A woman who's self-carved knows that there is nothing she can do to change her past, but that she has all the power and all the magic to create the best version of herself and attract anything that she desires from a man to money to whatever, right? So I'm so happy that you're here. Let's get started. So excited. I'm so excited to welcome you to day one, the first day of our three-day body image masterclass together. And I am through the roof excited. I can't wait. I have so much to share with you and I can't wait to hear your stories, your questions, and just to create magic in these three days together. So I'm super, super excited. Hi, Carrie. How are you? So glad that you are here. So just like Carrie, as you're hopping on, let me know that you're here. Let me know that you're watching. Let me know that you're in. And even if the case is that you're watching this as a replay, that's completely fine too, because you're still gonna get the full effect. Hi, Rebecca, so excited that you're here. So, so excited. Hi, Kimmy, how are you? Glad to have you, glad to have you. Okay, so what I'm gonna do before we dive into the topic of the day, I'm gonna be talking about two different portions, okay? I'm gonna be talking about our upbringing and what it did to us in terms of how we view our body and the way we feel about our body. And I'm also gonna talk about society. I'm gonna be talking about media. I'm gonna be talking about other external factors that also influenced us and the way that we feel about our body today. Okay, so that's going to be the topic for today. Each day, there's going to be a different topic. So I'm super, super excited. This is like the first time I haven't revealed it beforehand. So hopefully that's going to be fun for you. So we're trying different things, right? Hi, Kristen. How are you? So excited that you're able to join in live. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait to dive in. All right. Well, I'm just going to be sharing a few housekeeping rules just really quick so we know what's going on. So we're going to be doing this for three days. Each day, it's going to be at a different time. So today is later, right? If you are in the U.S., if you're somewhere else, it's like in the middle of the night. So it doesn't matter. But each day, it's going to be a different time because we want to break habits. This is just what it's like, okay? We don't want to do things at the same time all the time. When we do things out of habit, we stop being present, and we get used to things happening a certain type of way. This is the reason why I'm doing it at different times. Okay, so that's one thing. If you, for some reason, are not able to join live, no worries. These videos are still going to be left here in self-carved. So you're going to be able to go back and watch the replay. And even though you join live, let's say you love the videos or you just want to get more information because you were caught up with one thing and you want to extract more information, you can go back and watch the replays. Okay, so we're going to be going on for three days. Each day, like I said, there will be a new topic. After these three days, what's going to happen is I'm going to come back and announce the winners of my giveaway. So if you signed up via email, if you signed up with the link, you saw that there will be giveaways. So there are three giveaways. The first one is a 30-minute private body image session with me. I don't often do this, so... This is really exciting for me to do this, to give away a private session. That's the first price. The second price is $111 toward any of my coaching programs. Okay, so you basically get a scholarship there. And the third price is my beloved self-love healing journal, which a lot of you love and already have. So those are going to be the three prices. To enter, I've already shared the requirements to enter. Basically, you just upload the image that I emailed you to your story and IG and tag me, or you can share the other posts that I made on my Facebook page. You just share it to your page and you tag me. And the more you do it, the more points you get. So some of you have already done a lot of these things and collected your points. So you can continue to collect points 
all the way until our third day together, okay? At the end of, I would say till like 7 p.m. on, what would it be, Friday, right? No longer. 7 p.m. on Friday, I'm gonna cut it off and I'm gonna count all the points and whoever gets the most entry points is gonna win the first prize, the private session. Whoever gets the second most points is gonna win the $111 toward a, toward a program. And whoever wins the second prize gets my journal. All right, that's just what it's gonna be. So you have until Friday at 7 p.m. to enroll into the contest, okay? Kristen says, so awesome, yay, yay, yay. Hello, Linda, so glad that you're here tuning in live with us. Rebecca says, oh my gosh, yes, I want the journal. Yes, it's pretty fire, the journal is awesome. So glad you love it, Carrie. Okay, so that's, that's that, that's that. I encourage you to set your alarm, to set like alerts on your phone or write it down in your journal, I mean in your calendar, or set your notifications to be on at least during this masterclass. So in case you forget to join, you get the notification to join, okay? I will be sharing more information about my body image program, Bodylicious as well, but I'm probably gonna do that in the third day because I really, really want you to get as much information as possible and see if this is the route that feels right to you. Is this something that you want to continue to learn about? Is this something that you, can, do you need, that you need continuing support with? If that's the case, you can join me in my program. And if not, that's great. And I hope that, that being a part of this masterclass is going to do wonders for your relationship with your body. So far, all the masterclasses I've done, I have not been getting anything but positive feedback. So if you're new, I'm so excited and honored to have you here. And I really, really hope that you're gonna enjoy these three days with me. And if you are new, please let me know too so I can welcome you into the group because I hope that you're gonna stay here even after the masterclass, okay? So that's that. Do you have any questions for me before we dive in? Do you have any questions for me? We're gonna be going about an hour, so 55 more minutes but it's gonna fly. It's gonna fly because we're gonna be talking about a lot of fun, heavy, deep, interesting stuff. So time is probably gonna go by like that. If you have any questions for me, let me know. If not, let's dive in. <laughs> let's dive in. Okay, so here's the thing, or this is the question that I wanna ask you even before we start. If, if you were to rate, if you were to rate the way that you feel about and the way you view your body, what would you rate that on a scale of one to 10? I just want to start off this way. And I, on our third day together, on our last day together, I wanna see if you're still on the same number on the scale, if you're still at the same number. So on a scale of one to 10, how good do you feel about your body? So you can just write this at any time, okay? On a scale of one to 10, how good do you feel about and inside your body? And be honest here, oftentimes we give ourselves a higher rating than what reality actually is. I'll say like, oh, it's a five, but 90% of my day, I'm concerned with how, I'm, how I look. 90% of the day, I'm concerned with my belly fat or my arms, or I'm worried about the fact that I haven't gone to the gym. So be honest here and see if you're gonna have some realizations, some breakthroughs throughout these three days. You're gonna be like, okay, if I shift this, or if I pay more attention to this, my number can go up. And it's all about progress, right? You have to think about the fact that this is something that you have been carrying with yourself for a majority of your life, if not your whole life. So there is gonna be a transition period. And this is where every, every woman says, oh, it's so hard, right? It's so hard. Everything that we're not used to doing, everything that is not habit, is going to feel challenging in the beginning. So two, seven to eight, four, okay. Yes, thank you, thank you for sharing. So hopefully those numbers will go up. So here's what I wanna talk about first. Here's what I wanna talk about first, and that is our upbringing. This is what was going on in our household growing up as it relates to our body, as it relates to our body image. And I've already been seeing so many comments here in the group that there are so many women who were receiving critical remarks from their parents, grandparents, other family members. And I, and I so get it because that was my reality too. We have to look at not only what our parents or our, our guardians, our grandparents or our family members were telling us in terms of what our body should look like 
or what our body should be like or how heavy or how light we should we should be we not only have to look at that we also have to look at the relationship they had with their own body hi katrina so glad you were able to tune in live yay 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 right so that's what we have to look at so maybe you just remember the times where your parents told you oh you should you should lose some weight if you only lost a little bit of weight you would be more beautiful or if you only gained a little bit more weight you would be perfect but behind the scenes, they were either starving themselves or count, counting their calories or getting on the scale all the time. So their relationship with their body was destructive too. It was self-destructive as well. And this is what we forget to look at. And we develop a lot of resentment. We de de develop a lot of frustration. And we, we just feel like we're worthless because of what they were saying to us and how they made us feel. So when we get to the point when we realize that the way they were treating us in terms of our body was simply a reflection of how they felt about their body, then we're like, okay, okay, I, I don't have a good body image. I don't, my, the way that I feel about my body, the way I feel inside of my, my, inside my body is not that good, but it was programmed into me, it was conditioned into me by someone who did not feel good about his or her body either. And if I, if I can really make that sink into my subconscious, then I can realize that this narrative, this story, these beliefs that I have about my body, it's not true. It's not true because it was passed down to me. It was passed on to me by someone who already did not feel good about themselves. And you may say, well, my mom had a perfect body or she, was in, uh, she had perfect health and everything was perfect. Okay, but how does she feel about herself? And this is where body image becomes a branch of self-love because some people will say, we don't have to love our body to love ourselves. Okay, but what does that mean? Why don't we have to love our body? Well, we can just accept and honor our body. Okay, acceptance and okay, honor and accept it. Okay, but why wouldn't we love it? We only will not love it because we have a certain standard or criteria for how we think our body should be, how our body should look, how we should feel inside of our body and what we want our body to do. And when that's not the case, we get frustrated and we want to fight our body. We want to be mean to our body. We're gonna be talking about self-talk too, probably tomorrow. We want to do all kinds of things to our body because it's not performing or it's not looking the way we want it to look. And that becomes conditional. But self-love is all about having an honest, reflective, and actionable relationship with ourselves. And when I teach that, when I coach that, that means across all borders. Not just when it comes to your self-development, the growth work that you're doing, the investments you're putting into yourself. Not just that. Not just you being a good parent and making sure that you do some type of self-care. It's just simply, purely, I love myself and I'm going to honor myself and I'm going to nurture myself across all borders. And if I don't love my body, that's okay. But that's something I really need to work on. Because otherwise, otherwise, I will be seeking someone to do it for me and even though that's what i'm seeking when i do get it it's not going to be enough that makes sense linda said my mom would and still criticizes my body all the time to the point where i keep my distance from her and barely see her yes this is so common this is so common kristen said totally happened to me when i was little yes so so common carrie said the media doesn't help either no absolutely we're gonna get into that as well but we have to look at the family portion first what happened in our household for in my family everything was about looks right it was about looks and performance this is why I never loved myself because I only got love, I only got recognition, I only got appreciation, I only got like a physical touch and stuff when I did something, when I performed, when I had a great game or when I brought home wonderful grades, when I did something, when I achieved something. So it was all about the doing. 
and who I was and me simply being, that wasn't, that wasn't good enough. Okay? So that was that part. And when it came to how we looked, oh my gosh, I can't even start to talk about it because it's so much. But basically, it was always about that. When we ate, we discussed weight. When someone gained weight, we brought that up. When one of us gained weight, we started looking at our stomach, our legs, or whatever it was that changed, and we started getting using the weight, the, the scale every day. Now, when I think about it, it was kind of like it was a sickness. Then what would happen, we would travel, because I grew up in Sweden, we would travel to Croatia and Bosnia every, every summer, and we would visit our relatives, who, I'm, who I love so dearly, and I did back then too, but I was scared every summer because I didn't know what they were gonna say because the first thing that they would comment on, even though they hadn't seen us for a year, would be our weight. And for me, that happened often. Oh, you have gotten fatter, right? You've gained weight. What have you been doing? Why haven't you been working out? Why haven't you been eating, right? So this was conditioned into me early on. So I want you to take some time. I want you to take some time and really reflect on your childhood to see what was instilled into you? And when was it instilled into you? Was it when you were getting a little smaller? When you were getting a little thicker? When you were working out less? When you were eating more? When you were eating less? When? Maybe you would be with someone who was skinnier than you or bigger than you and you ate more than him or her and that was commented on. Like what specifically did you form an emotional bond to? And for, cause for me, it was certain foods, it was certain foods, and it was my stomach. Like those things were the biggest things. So it conditioned me to, to every time that I eat something, and I want you to pay attention to this part, specific, especially every time when I would eat something that was a problem to my parents in the past, I would feel bad afterwards, even though, even though I enjoyed the meal. But most of the time, I wouldn't be able to enjoy the food that I ate or the whole meal because during the, 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 the meal, I would tell myself that this is not what I should be eating. This is going to make me fat. This is not going to help me. And I would criticize myself during the process of eating the food. So I want you to really make it crystal clear to yourself what specifically was it when you didn't work out enough or was it that you worked out and you didn't see the results you wanted to see and your parents told you or your guardians or your other family members are you always working out and i'm not seeing anything with that and you're like okay i might as well never do it or did you have did you have a decent relationship with your body but you had a lot of childhood trauma and what the person that you attracted into your life as a partner really hurts you really really hurt you and you were so hurt and so heartbroken that you said to yourself i'm either gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna gain so much weight because if i do because i know how society is if i gain all this weight no one is gonna be looking at me i'm not gonna be attracting attention so i'm gonna hide myself in the shell i'm gonna hide myself behind this weight because then people will comment on my weight rather than trying to rather than trying to find out what's actually going on with me because I don't want people to ask me about my pain. I don't want people to ask me about my trauma. I would rather than comment on my weight. And this can go the opposite way too that you stop eating completely and you're super super so so called skinny and everybody's like, "Oh, why are you not eating? What's wrong with you? What's going on?" right? So this happens oftentimes as well that we, we had a decent relationship with our body. It was not a big deal, but it was a lot of other unresolved trauma that impacted the people we brought into our lives. And when that didn't turn out the way we wanted it to, we used food, fitness, or something else to hide our pain. What happened many times is that, happens many times is that people glorify like working out and eating healthy when we go through a breakup. And although it's, it's, it's obviously good to, uh, to, 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 uh, to do that, it's good for the body to move. We release endorphins and all of the things. It's about 
the purpose of doing things. So if I'm only working out because I'm hating myself, there's a problem because health is so much more than that, okay? Thank goodness I had a strong foundation of, in that part of support. Yes, that's awesome. So we have, to, we have to look at that. I have seen so many examples of like young people in their 20s, in their 30s, who are obsessed with working out and they're, they're showing off their results and they're showing off their body. I'm not, I'm not downplaying anything. I'm not downplaying anything, but I want you to understand and I wanna paint the picture for you to see that there's something beneath. They're showing off their body. They're showing off the results because again, it's about the doing. It's about you feeling like you have to prove yourself because why? You are tying your worth to your size. You're tying your worth to your shape. You're tying your worth to your results. And you're basing your worth, your, your worth is impacted and influenced. You feel that way. That's not true, but you feel that other people need to validate you in order for you to be good enough, right? So all those things are healthy and helpful. If you are doing them, if you're integrating them, implementing them in your life from a place of self-love. This is what I really want to get across. If you're eating a meal that is very nutritious and you're like, I'm doing this because I care about my body. I care about my insights. It's about me first. It's not about me eating this because I'm afraid to gain weight or to lose weight, right? It's not about me eating this so I can change my body so my parents can say, oh, you have... You look great now. Now you're finally in perfect shape. Now your body is matching your face or whatever they may say, right? So what is the reason? And this is another thing I want you to ponder on. What is the reason for me going to the gym? Or what is the reason for me not going to the gym? What is the reason for me being on a diet? What is the reason for me uh, doing, doing uh, yoga, doing anything that is healthy, but why am I doing it? Let's get to the cause let's get to the core let's get to the foundation and if you say well i just do it because i love myself and i want to be healthy okay but oftentimes there is something underneath there, there is some type of pressure there is a reason why people have a difficult time with specific diets right and in reality diet just means the way we're eating we're eating a certain type of way right but in our culture there is something called a diet culture right we're eating a specific plan, so to speak, right? We have keto, we have low carb, we have this, we have that. We have so many different things. But what is the reason why you choose to do something like that? What is the reason? What is the reason? And this is what we want to get down to, to really figure out. Kayla said for me, it was when I waited, when I was waited in the third grade and made fun of for waiting more than everybody else. I've yo-yo dieted ever since. Yes, so it can happen in an instant like that. But why is it though? It's because of the intense emotion that you felt back then. It was about the intense emotion. And based on how strong foundation we had with ourselves, based on how well we were taught or not taught about our self-worth, about our, 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 our inner innate nature, our magic, self-love, based on what we were taught about that, that has a big influence on, and this is going to go over to when we talk about society and media and all these things, how we take what other people say. So if I don't already feel good about myself, when someone makes fun of me, then of course that's going to kill me. And that was the case for me too. And I, not, I did not only have my weight, I also had my height. I'm 6'2". And I, I grew faster than everybody else. I was like done growing when I was 13 years old. So I had that too. And that I was teased about that. But it only affected me the way it affected me because I was already insecure about my weight. I mean, my weight, yes, and my height. I was already insecure. There was already trauma there before I was impacted by something external by someone else okay and that's what i want you to look at because if we can discover how we felt about ourselves originally before the big incident or before the development of 
our body image issues. And many of you probably say, well, I have body dysmorphia. And I'm sure a lot of us did have that. I just don't like to label things because I feel like we put ourselves in a box and it becomes like a prison, right? I'm not about diagnosing people or anything like that. It's about looking at how can I make my life more pleasant? What is a distraction in my life? Why am I not loving myself here? Why am I downgrading myself here? Why am I speaking negatively to myself here? Why am I self-destructing here? Why am I not able to be in a healthy relationship? We look at those things and we work through those things. And then the labels dissolve. The labels dissolve. It's easy to put a label on ourselves, but then we want to fit into that box. And then we use that as part of our narrative. And what we have labeled ourselves is so much harder to break free from whatever it is that we have labeled ourselves as. And many times we're labeled by other people, by our parents, our guardians, grandparents, teachers, uh, sports coaches, and all of these people that were part of our lives, right? All right, let me read some of the questions before we move on to really talk about how society and media influences the way we feel about ourselves and our body specifically. Linda said, after my dad sexually abused me, I closed my body completely. I'd hide behind big clothes all the time. Absolutely. After years, when I, when, I, when I chose not to let my dad win and I finally got comfortable with my body, my mom crushed me down. Never good enough for her. Linda, I'm sending you so, so much love. And what I can tell you is that you are on the right path because you're taking responsibility for how you feel, not for what was done to you, because none of us deserve anything like that. And a lot of us have been abused in different types of forms, but especially when we've been physically or sexually assaulted or abused, that absolutely impacts the way we view our body because we create stories in those moments. Okay, well, it must be because of this, or it must be because of that, or it must be because I'm this, or because I'm that. So those are the things that I encourage you the other day when I did the video to really look at your story and when it, where it comes from. Because majority of the times, the things that we're telling ourselves about our body is coming from what happened to us in our household. And I received a few messages on TikTok because I did a few videos there too. And I, it was two women who wrote me, well, I don't agree because my parents did not hurt me in terms of my body. And I said, okay, but you didn't have, you still didn't have the proper foundation of self-love because if you did, then the society, then media, then people wouldn't be able to bring you down just like that because you would have already had the foundation. And that's what we have to look at. So even though your parents weren't like literally criticizing you or abusing you, did they feel uncomfortable in their body? Did they speak about body positivity? Did they make you feel safe in your body? And if yes, what was missing? What was missing? Why was society, why was the media able to crush you? Because what goes on in the household carries out. Like it carries, it carries on outside of the household. I had a very verbally and mentally an abusive father and it impacted the way I felt about myself not only in the household, but outside of my household. So it always transfers over. And it can be something simple as you didn't feel seen, right? We, when we talk about trauma, we often talk about just the most extreme cases, but it's very extreme to not feel heard. It's very extreme to feel like you don't matter. All these things are extreme and it all contributes to how we feel about ourselves. Carrie said, my mother is unhealthy and overweight and is constantly saying how great I look, but I'm unhealthy this small. But then my daughter and friends say, you're too small. Yes. So everybody, everybody has their own opinion. Like everybody has their own opinion of what beauty is. Okay. So we have beauty. We have health. Right. We have beauty and we have health when it comes to our body, the main things that we, we look at, but especially the main component is usually beauty. Okay. And we're going to be talking about this six two wow. Total goddess. I thank you so much, Kristen. It used to be a, be a pain in the butt, but I love it today. Even though it comes with its own little struggles, flying and things like that. You can't always fit everywhere, but anyway, so 
This is something we have to look at. Just what Carrie said right now. There are people, they're gonna think that you look amazing. Like I had people always telling me, and I just shared my part of my story today in a post where I said when I first met my husband, I didn't feel comfortable in my body, but he loved everything about my body. And the parts of my body, this was the funniest thing for, to me, and that's what really caused me to start waking up from this illusion that my body had to be a certain type of way, that I had to look a certain type of way, that I always had to eat certain type of foods to look a certain type of way because that's what I believe. I believe that some people could look perfect in my eyes and they could eat whatever, but to me it was like, I almost have to kill myself, even if it's eating a lot of times during the day, to look a certain type of way. Why can I not just be healthy and sometimes eat the things that I wanna eat that are not as healthy and still look the way I wanna look? And here is the biggest realization I had. And I wanna share it with you, if you're ready to hear it. This is what blew my mind when I really realized this is the reason. This is the reason why it's so hard. The first thing was, of course, I believed it was really hard and I believed it was easy for other people and you know our beliefs shape our reality. But the other thing was that I realized that my body wasn't gonna make it easy on me. My body wasn't gonna make it easy on me just, just so I could escape how I truly felt. And this is why, this is why so many people achieve amazing fitness results. But before you know it, they're back to their original weight or they gained even more weight or vice versa. It doesn't matter on which side you're on, if you're on the skinnier side or if you're on the heavier side, right? So you're like, I just want to change the way I look so I can feel good because we believe that the way our body looks has something to do with, with how we feel. So I just want to change the way I look so I can feel better. And we get to the point and we realize that we don't feel better. Then what happens to our habits? They, they, they go through the roof. Like they go out, out through the door. There is no more. You can't keep up with something because now you realize, like, I, I did this for a reason. I did this so I could feel better. Whether that means you wanted to feel better in a sense because you knew that other people would tell you that you feel good and now you get the external validation. Or you thought that your back was gonna hurt less when you, when, when you lost this weight and you lost this weight and you still didn't feel better. Or you thought if you gained some weight and you shaped your body and you shaped your butt that you would get more attention and you will finally find your soulmate which again has nothing to do with your looks. And then when that doesn't happen, you get disappointed, you get frustrated, and you fall back to your old patterns. You'll go back into what you used to do. And now you're back on square one. And now you're like, what the heck? I just did all that for no reason. And now I'm gonna have to start over. But I'm more discouraged this time to create any type of change because I remember the last time I did it, yes, I changed my body but I still felt the void. I still felt the pain. I still felt frustrated. I still felt disgusted. I still didn't feel intimate with my partner. I still didn't feel like a goddess, like I could have anybody I wanted in my life. I still didn't feel comfortable around my friends when we would go out and party. I felt like I always needed to hide myself. So I had changed my body, but I did not change the way I felt inside it. And this is the key. This is the key. When we do change already how we feel about our body, like if we change it now and we decide to get on a journey to transform our body because our body is extremely, our bodies are extremely flexible, amazing, magical, miraculous. They can do so much, but not from a place of, I don't like you. I want you to go away. And if it were that easy that we could just transform our body like that and it would stay like that, we would not have to work on the underlying issues. The reason why you really feel the way you feel about your body in the first place. And like I said, it's often tied to how you feel about yourself. We're not our, we are not our body, but we're in this body. We're not our body, but we're in this body. We're not our emotions, but we have emotions. Make sense? So we can't just... Let me suppress my emotions or let me change my body. And the root cause, 
the root cause was never taken care of because it has nothing to do with the emotion itself that plays out. It has to do with something deeper down. The way you feel about how your body looks has nothing to do with the looks of your body. It has to do with something below that, something deeper down. Because there are people in your life, they're like, oh my gosh, you're so beautiful. You're so sexy. You look amazing. I love the way you look. And you're just like, no, I'm not. You are. And we can't even take a compliment because we can't even receive. We're not in our feminine energy. We're not in our feminine power. We don't carry ourselves as my love for myself is unconditional and it has nothing to do with the way I look. I'm blessed to have this body. I'm blessed to have this body. It may not look the way that I imagined it would look or the way that I want it to look, but I love it regardless. It's just like if my kids gain weight or if my partner gains weight, am I going to say, you know what? I don't have to, I don't have to love your body to love you. How's that going to feel? Like, how's that going to make, how's that going to make your kids feel? How's that going to make your partner or your spouse feel if you tell them that you love them, but you don't love their body? This is the thing that I'm seeing a lot on the internet when it comes to the talk around body image. You don't have to love your body to love yourself. Okay, but it impacts the way we feel about ourselves because I have a destructive relationship with my body. And I'm, if I'm in this body, it's important. It's important that I develop a healthy, loving, uplifting relationship with it. And it becomes unconditional. When I re remove the pressure, when I re release the resistance of this is how my body has to be or look in order for me to feel good and to step into my full power, then I can create what I want to create and I can maintain it because I didn't start from a place of self-loathing. I didn't start from a place of self-hatred. I didn't start from a place of frustration. I didn't start from a place of I don't feel good enough. I didn't start from a place of lack. I started from a place of I love myself and I want to explore what kind of magic my body can create. Make sense? Linus and my husband is the same way with me. He's always telling me to stop trying to be perfect and love my body. Yes. And it's a perfect example of that it does not matter what other people tell us. And isn't it crazy that now when we have like for the ones that have found their soulmate, right? For the ones that are living with their soulmate or for, who have an amazing partner, that what they say <laughs> has nothing on what was taught in our household and has nothing on what media and society taught us. And you're like, that doesn't make any sense. That should, that should be stronger. Mm, yeah, it sounds good. <laughs> Hello, Patricia. I just saw your comments. So I'm glad that you were able to tune in. But what we have to consider is that this relationship, this destructive relationship we developed with our body started at an early age when we were more what? Our subconscious was more affected was more in control. So from the age of zero to eight, if you were already conditioned and programmed back then, that's what's going to be your standard. And if you're the person who watches the news at night or in the morning, and you don't understand the power of the subconscious mind, and the fact that the first hour and the last hour of the day is when your brain waves are lower, which means that whatever information you receive it has it's easier for it to penetrate through your subconscious mind. Why do you think that they show the news late at night, right before you go to bed and in the morning? And when you're scrolling on social media and you're looking all at all these beauty tips and you're looking at all these fit women, where do you usually start from? Do you start from a place of, Oh, I just want to be inspired by her and see what her routines are. Or do you start from a place of, oh my gosh, I wish I could look like that. I wish I could be her. I wish I could have her body. I wish my butt could be like that. I wish my boobs would look like that. I wish my nose could be like that, look like that. Like what is the place that you're starting from whenever you immerse yourself with what's going on in society, what's going on in, in media? These are some questions I really want you to ask yourself. Carrie said, I used to tell my daughter growing up, said it was more important than what it, 
that is more important than what's on the inside, that's more important what's on the inside than on the outside, and it's an unhealthy thing to do. I used to tell my daughter growing up, saying it was more important than what, okay, so basically what you're saying, what, what's more important is what's on the inside than on the outside, of course, it is. Because when we have, when we have a true connection with ourselves and we're empowered in our own skin and we know that we have, like, here's the funny thing. And this is what my husband used to tell me too. Like, if you really, really want to change your body, you can do it. If you really want to change your body, you can do it. But if you want to change your body because you hate it, it's going to resist it. And I love the fact that my body was resisting it so many times because it forced me to look inward. To look, it forced me to look at my trauma. It forced me to look at my insecurities. It forced me to look at if I was competing or comparing myself with, with other people, but more importantly with myself. We're taught in this world that competition is healthy. But there is nothing more unhealthy than to compete, even with yourself. We shouldn't be competing with anyone. What we should do, and I don't say should often, and my clients know this, is to be present with what is right now. This is my body right now. Can I change it right now? No, I can't. Okay. But can I change the way I feel about it right now? No. Why is that? Well, because blah, 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 and you start hearing the story and you're like, oh my gosh, okay, so if this story is in the way of me changing the way I feel about my body, I have to work on this story. I have to work on this narrative. And this is something we're going to be working on deeper with in Bodylicious. Of course, we're going to dive super, super deep so you actually can go through the whole experience and the transformation itself. But there is so much work that you can do already yourself tonight by looking at what was i saying by looking at what emotional ties do you have to fitness to certain foods to certain body types right so if you drink water you feel pretty neutral right but god forbid you drink soda because then something gets triggered if you had a parent or someone who used to tell you that you're gonna get fat or it's unhealthy to drink that if you love chocolate, and, and, and even though it, it was not really safe for you to eat chocolate because you would hear something all the time, now you're on your own, right? You're grown. This is what a lot of people say. I can't wait till I grow up. This is what people used to say, right? In their, in, in their teenage years. Can't wait to grow up so I can not care about what my parents say, but you're still living in their prison or your grandparents or your guardians because they influence you. They conditions your subconscious so even though you're like i'm independent i have my own apartment i can eat whatever i want to eat you're like i don't have uh i don't have any chocolate right now but i got my water infused i'm like okay i love this chocolate i'm about to eat this chocolate like there is no there is there 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 is no there is no experience there is no like heaven. There, there, there is no pleasure. You, 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 you cut yourself off. You put yourself back in a prison because as soon as you take that bite, you're like, oh, you remember. It triggers your subconscious right away and you're like, oh my gosh, I remember how my mom made me feel when I ate that chocolate in the past. Mm. What is this gonna do to my tummy? Mm. Now it means that I have to start over my fitness plan or my nutrition, my nutrition plan. Mm. And you feel guilty as you're eating. But you wanted it so badly. And you still feel guilty. Because consciously you know you're grown. Consciously you know that this is going to be fine. It's just a piece of chocolate. But subconsciously you have these strong emotions tied to this chocolate. And that's what controls your life. Until you raise your awareness and you're able to recognize that. And you start training yourself to take a piece of chocolate and be present, sniff it, smell it. I'm just using chocolate. It can be anything here. It can be a burger for you. It can be pasta for you. It can be anything. And you're like, mm, it tastes so good. And when you start getting those guilty feelings or those thoughts start kicking in, you're able to catch them and say, yes, I remember that. Thank you for reminding me. But I'm really, really having a, <laughs> a pleasant time right now. 
uh, I'm really enjoying what I'm eating right now. I'm going to continue to, to enjoy it. And this is all about reprogramming yourself, right? Linda said, I freaking love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to change your body because you hate it, then it will resist it. Amen. Yes, absolutely. The father of my daughter is not my current husband. He cheated on me while I was pregnant. That made me believe he hated my body as it was creating this miracle. So I, I made it my mission to always look good after having kids. Yeah. Can you see like how one incident can transform our relationship with our body completely? Completely. And, and, and the same goes for ourselves. One incident, and oftentimes this is trauma in our childhoods, transforms our whole relationship with ourselves, to ourselves. And then what? We have this narrative and we play the story for the rest of our lives. I'm not good enough because of this, right? You tell yourself, if I look a little bigger, if I don't look perfect after my pregnancies, then I'm going to be cheated on because of that one case. This is where women say, there are no good men out there because they were cheated on once or twice. Instead of looking at how did I feel about myself before I got into a relationship with this man or with this woman. And we find out how we felt about ourselves and we fix that and just simply watch and observe what happens when we change and we fix and we, 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 we resolve the actual problem. And so when we go to, because we, we got a little all over the place, but it's still within the, the, the framework or it's still within the topics that we're covering today. We're just expanding and I'm so happy that you're sharing your comments because it makes these masterclasses so much more rich and they're helping much richer <laughs> and they're helping the other women that are watching too, whether they be live or on replay. But here's something that I want you to remind you of. First of all, yes, like your subconscious has been programmed by our parents, society and media. What happens with some, we, we, this is crazy. We forget that we're living in a male-dominated culture, right? And patriarchy is still like in control. Like things are changing slowly but surely, but it's just how it is. Like it wasn't always like this. And women have been programmed and conditioned over generations to believe that they're not good enough, to, to, to know it's not safe to express themselves. In the past, when women would speak up and talk about rights, they would be raped and they would be molested and be killed and murdered and burned, right? And so what we have to remember is that how they felt back then transitioned into our grandparents, our mothers, and into us. Because what? Because of why? Like even before you, even before you became like a person, like the, the, your mom always had the eggs she had. So whatever she had came into you. So we have to understand that there has been a, 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 a conditioning of our society as a whole to look at, as women, look at women as inferior, like we're not good enough. And we have to work extra hard or we have to do all these things. And even when we do, if we do too much, this is what's going to be said. When in reality, we're healers, we're magical creatures, and we can do anything. But our power was stripped away. And when that happened, we were also forced to turn against each other. And because I don't feel good about myself, I'm going to speak bad, badly about the next woman. And that's what we're seeing a lot because of the generational conditioning of that women are not good enough, when you don't believe that you're good enough, you're, you're not gonna have a difficult time pointing fingers at the next woman and comment on her flaws because you already don't feel good about yourself, right? So that's one of the things. One of the reasons why we as women are not lifting each other up enough because we, we, we did not feel good enough about ourselves. It's one of the reasons why women are always looking for a fix to something, a fix to our wrinkles, a fix to, to we want to have a nose job or make our lips bigger or make our breasts bigger. And again, this is not to, to bash anyone who's done any of these things. It's just to bring it to awareness of why is this happening? Because there's always a sense of I'm not good enough. There's something about me that needs to be fixed. And I feel this way because of the way that I was programmed by my parents, how they made me feel, what they said to me, but also how they felt about their own body, how they talked to me in regards to body, body weight and health and fitness and nutrition. 
And then also what I was seeing growing up. And based on how strong foundation I had at home, whatever was instilled to me into me by the media would have had a different type of influence, but it was still at the end of the day hurt. And when we look at all the big inventions, 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 and the word is not coming to me, but these inventors that created all these things for women, such as like uh, a solution for cellulites, right? Like this method to remove cellulites, who was the inventor? It was a man. Who was the inventor of like cosmic surgery? And what do you see? What is this? What is that field dominated by? By which gender, right? I know you know the answer. And then we look at like contraceptives. Men were the first ones to create that. Cheerleading, which in itself is not bad. It's all about how you do it and how you view it. But originally, what was the purpose of it? And how are some of those girls how, some, how are a lot of uh, cheerleaders portrayed and looked by? And I, I know this because I played basketball on the highest level you can play at. And I know how a lot of uh, the, 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 the guys on the male basketball teams looked at the cheerleaders and what their intentions were just because of what they were wearing and how they were moving, right? So cheerleading wasn't invented by women for women empowerment, it was invented for other reasons. So these things that we are controlled by, and then there is something called, I forgot the name, but there's like, it's an MLM that is, I think it's called Beachbody, right? Which, which is all about like dieting and stuff. And I've been reading so many comments about how people have been bombarded by them. Every time they see you eating something that is considered unhealthy, they'll write you and say, hey, I have a fitness plan for you, or I, 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 you need to lose some weight. And this was also invented by men. So when we look at all these things that we're controlled by, these, these surgeries that we want to do, which you can do whatever you want to do, but we, we want to look at, who invented this? I want to remove my cellulites, but this person knew, this man knew that women are insecure about it. So he created this method to remove it. Or he just thought if I say it's a problem and if we say, we start portraying in media that it's ugly or it's, it's not acceptable for women to have cellulites. If I start saying that and I say it long enough and I get other people on board, then women are gonna start believing in and we're gonna make them believe that they're less powerful than they are because they are so freaking magical and we are scared by them. We're scared of them. I mean, my, you know, I speak three languages so it gets mixed up in my head sometimes. We're scared of them. So we have to think of ways to keep them trapped. I keep them trapped and I make them believe that their worth is tied to how they look. Then I'm going to continue to make money and they're going to continue to play small and accept the standards of society. And this is where, like, for example, Dove is a great example, right? Like they come out with plus size models or what's her name? Uh, not Iggy, the other one, Lizzie. What, like when one person or one company comes out with something radical or extreme, then all of a sudden we feel like we have the permission to live our lives differently instead of creating it for ourselves. Like why do we have and the same thing with the guy that, uh, that ran faster than four seconds and however, however long the distance was, no one believed that you could run faster than three, four seconds or something and he ran three point something and once he did it, then everybody did it. All of a sudden, everybody could do it. So we wait for permission. We wait for the world to change, for us to change the way we feel about ourselves, right? You're waiting for COVID to disappear so you can feel better. Not, and, and let's say, what, what if they say that COVID is here for three more years? Are you gonna be miserable for three more years? What if you never change the way your stomach looks? Are you gonna be miserable for the rest of your life? What if, no one, what if no one in your family that you're seeking validation from or the outside world ever, ever validates you the way, the way you look, the way your body looks? 
Are you going to continue to feel sad and anxious and depressed over the way you look? Or are you going to say, huh, this is what's been. And yes, my parents did this or society did this. But I also allowed it to, certain, to a certain extent, especially now in my older days. And because I know what caused it, I can work on it. I can transform it. I can fix it because I have the power, because I allow them to take my power away. I'm the one that tells me that media, what media is saying is more accurate than my husband or than my best friend or someone else in my life that loves me dearly, that tells me, you look amazing, you look beautiful. And you're like, no, because you remember, you remember that, 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 that catwalk. You remember the Victoria's Secret show. You remember Playboy. You remember the porn videos you watched. You remember the magazines. You remember the commercials of getting the lip injections, the, the Botox, the, the breast lift, the, 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 butt, the butt transformation. <laughs> I forget what it's all called, right? And then I look at, okay. And even if, even if let, this is what we have to ask ourselves, if society never changes in the way that it portrays beauty, health, and fitness, if the media never stops showing something else, what am I going to do? I will be back to watch the replay again. have to get my daughters ready for bed. Absolutely, Lynn. I'm so glad you were here for this time and you can come back for the replay. So what will happen if nothing happens? Like, what will I do? What will I change if nothing on the outside changes? What if they're never, what if they're, they're never going to be any woman looking like me on TV and talked about like they're beautiful? What if that never happens? What if there will never be women creating uh, solutions and products for women empowerment, but there are only going to be men who continue to create things that are based on what? What they already know, that a lot of women are insecure, that they have low self-esteem, that it's been uh, generational conditioning, and that there is a lot of comparison between women and that we're going to be looking at each other and I'm going to feel like I always need to fix something on myself because I'm comparing myself to you. Like, what is going to happen if that never happens? And this is where we get to start taking our power back. When we rewrite our story, we look at what emotional ties we have to food, to fitness, to beauty, to, to, to nutrition. We look at the conditioning. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Then, what did I do to me? And what kind of information have I been allowing into my brain, into my mind? What's been consuming me? And what stories am I telling myself right now about what needs to happen in order for me to feel good about myself, in order for me to feel good in my body? Because the way I feel in my body is going to affect how I show up. Like if I don't feel comfortable in my body right now, I would like be really trying to hide all parts of me and kind of just show my face. But then I, maybe I don't want to just either show my face because I feel like it's too much fat here. So I try to hide how we feel about our body, how we feel about it, how we feel inside of our body impacts everything. It impacts the way that we are approaching our partner, our spouse, how we, how we're intimate on a sexual level because we don't feel comfortable. So it has everything to do with everything because you cannot, yes, you're a soul in this body. You cannot just leave your body. You can. I mean, if you're going to astral travel, right? If you want to go to another plane. But if you want to be here as a human, right? Which we all are. You have to get to the point at some point. If you want to be truly happy, comfortable, and self-loving. Where you learn to love all parts of you. Not just some parts. And you don't have a conditional relationship with yourself anymore. When you don't have a conditional relationship with yourself, then other people won't have con a conditional relationship with you either. You won't have to worry about people leaving you. You won't have to worry about people cheating you. If those things happen, if those things happen, it's because of a reflection of them. But you're not going to be attracting those type of people in your life because you feel better about yourself. You've been doing the inner work. You've been healing. You've been resolving your trauma. You've been working on your anxiety. You've been working on your depression. You've been working on all the things that are beneath. And you have detached 
from the way that your body looks. Okay, it's getting, it's, the, the time is here to almost wrap up, so I'm gonna be reading some comments before we end here, okay. Rebecca said, yes, I see so many women body shaming others. No matter how we feel, we should never bash other women who knows uh, what they're going through, absolutely. But this is what happens. This is what happens, and this is why people say, well, hurt people hurt people. Yes, that is true. But at the same time, that cannot be an excuse anymore. When we, do, when we know better, and this is what I said too, it's not only when we know better, but it's when we feel better. So if more women healed their relationship with themselves, if more women healed their relationship with their body, they would not be bashing other women. We only want to hurt other people because we don't feel good about ourselves, right? So this is why it's so important for all of us to individually do the work, come together, learn like this, put in the work, and transform our relationship with our body. And then just like the quote I posted today, when we transform how we feel about ourselves and our body inside of it and how we view it, we open up room for other women to feel comfortable, and even girls, right? They don't become a victim of this type of body trauma, I could almost call it, because it's that extreme, right? Most of my life was consumed by thinking about the way I look. Disappointed because these jeans don't fit anymore. My whole day is ruined. Everything was based on the way that I looked, right? And Julina said also dealing with the uh, biological cell memory and condition of our mothers uh, going back two generations because of egg development. Absolutely. This is evident in certain cultures as well, like Aboriginal. Why don't guys have contraceptive? Exactly. Why don't they? Right? Maybe we should invent something. And this is not to bash any men, of course. Like, and many, many men are victims of patriarchy without knowing it. Like the way that they're raised, they don't know any, 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 any better. This is why we have to educate ourselves so we can educate the men in our lives. Right? There's so many things that my husband didn't have a clue of. And I'm like, babe, I just learned this. Or I just talked to my clients about this. So we just had a breakthrough here. Let me tell you about this. He's like, oh, wow. I didn't know this. And then the more we research, the more we learn, the more we understand, the more we understand the behavior, uh, behaviors of our parents and the people that came before us, and then we can start breaking those cycles. And it's never to look at it to bash them or to blame them, because if we do that, we cause destruction within ourselves. So we have to choose healing at the end of the day if we want to feel better, right? Rebecca said, I get, those, I get those messages from reps from It Works saying, I'm beautiful, but I would be their 90 days weight loss product uh, tester. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, those are the things that like will put, make me angry. Like there, there is no correlation. There's no correlation. There are, there are people that are extremely skinny or people that look extremely fit. that are not healthy. And there are other people that are eating really healthy, that have a, a slow metabolism, that, that are heavier. And they're more healthy than the person who looks more socially acceptable, so to speak. So these are some things that we really, really have to look at and break down and educate each other on. And really, really get to the root cause of why is this happening and why am I feeling the way I'm feeling about myself, right? That's just it. They make the remarks and sell the products. Absolutely. Carrie said a billion dollar industry with one simple way. Eat less, move more. Yes, yes. Linda said, I would, okay, I saw that. The only thing you can control is the way you react. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cassandra said, catching the end, but we'll watch the replay. Woohoo. Yes, absolutely. Glenn made me feel like the most beautiful person in the world, and I believed it, so I worry now what will happen now that he's gone. So here's the thing, and this is what we're going to end with. Heal your past generations and your future generations in your present life. Absolutely. That's what happens. Like when I dove hardcore into my self-love healing journey and the more work I started doing with clients and helping other women heal and love themselves, I started seeing how my mom started picking up, how she started making more radical decisions in her life, how she stopped playing small, how she started speaking her truth, how she stepped her game up because I stopped tolerating some stuff that I was tolerating in the past. And I told her, I don't wanna hear about my weight. Like, don't tell me, oh, you look so good, you've lost weight. Like, I don't wanna have that tied to that anymore. So we're gonna cut that loose because that's how you are too. 
Because you want to be skinnier because you think you're going to feel better. But once you lose weight, you still don't feel good. And then three years later, you look back on old pictures and memories of today, what's going to be then, three years back, three years ago. And you're going to say, oh my gosh, I was so fit back then, but I didn't realize it. I didn't appreciate it. And that's what I did too, right? I, I didn't notice when I achieved the transformation because I was trying to run away from how I felt end of the day that's what it is and for a little bit of time short term yes we can use this transformation as a distraction from our real problems but if we don't maintain it or if we get destroyed when we can't keep this body shape or weight anymore then there is an underlying issue right so today is all about looking at how you were conditioned by your parents and how we've been influenced and conditioned by media, social media, and society as a whole, like how that all has worked and, and come together. There's a lot of trauma, there's a lot of other things that also impact the way we view our body. Tomorrow we're gonna transition into talking about self-talk. I said I wasn't gonna say it, but it's okay here. So tomorrow we're gonna be talking about self-talk and how our self-talk intensifies the emotions and the feelings that we're already experiencing and I'm gonna be sharing some ideas some tips some strategies that you can implement so when you start speaking negatively to your body you can you can change that and you start practicing this new habit okay so thank you so much for watching please 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 let me know what you thought about today's uh, today's video feel free to make a Make a post in the group or just make a brief comment here. I love to hear and then we're going to be building on that tomorrow. But make sure you do the things that I mentioned. Ponder on the things that I mentioned today. Really dive deep into reflecting and digesting. Not, not digesting, dissecting your relationship with your body. So you can understand. So you can understand yourself better. Thank you. It's my pleasure, Kristen. Loved it. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, ladies. I Hopefully, I will see you tomorrow. If not, I hope you will catch the replay of tomorrow and the ones that watched the replay today. Thanks so much for watching. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.